Welcome to the Nightmare Box. Presenting mistakes were made. Now it's very orange today. Holy shit. Urine? Yes. Yes, that is exactly. No, it's pumpkin beer. I've never had pumpkin flavored beer. It's very orange. My name is Brett Bloom. I'm sitting across from the beautiful, the effervescent, the directorial Kristen Pennington. Uh, you guys are going to get a bonus episode this week because we are trying to break in like a new idea, a new concept, something new that's coming to you uh, that'll be up on our YouTube page. This episode won't. This no. one's for our eyes only. <laughs> um, but with all possibility, there may be a visual element coming to the situation. Oh, boy. You can watch Jax eat his food. You can watch me drink beer. It's going to be awesome. You can watch Kristen slowly squirm away from my rape jokes. Yeah, you can. That's true. There will be all that visual awkwardness on my end. You guys are listening to come a lot. You can listen to me bitching about having to edit both. Ooh, that's going to make it really hard, though. The video version would just have to be the basically uncut version, because if I tried to edit out our audio mistakes on the video version, there would be like a jump in the video. That could be fun. We might have to do some bonus feature shit for you guys, like intentionally cut off 15 minutes of conversation. You have to go to the YouTube page to go get it. Don't worry about this particular episode. This is our test run episode. But in the future, you might want to check out our visual shit at youtube.com slash Kristen Pennington. Um, Mm, no. I might throw those up on the Nightmare Box YouTube. Actually. I forgot that we have the Nightmare Box YouTube. It I'm not a very U- good CEO. It doesn't have a URL, so it's hard to plug it because you have to have a certain number of followers to get a custom URL. So you know, we don't have a lot of followers, but we do have animals that are definitely trying to kill each other every time we start the show. It sounds like <laughs> midgets are just tossing each other in the and background. And may be able to actually watch it happen in real time. So. Hell yeah. But what you're definitely going to be able to see is that today, Kristen and I unpacked boxes that we've been meaning to unpack for about two months and finally got shit on the walls. <laughs> no, you won't be able to see it because we're not posting this one. No, not this one. But <laughs> in the next, next one. Time. Next one around, you'll be able to check it out and be like, what, what, what up, world? And I like look at the camera and yeah, break off into a We hung the style. British flag. We did. We got the British flag hung up. We got Ted Bundy hung up. We got my... Uh, strange affinity for my mental disorder bipolar disorder um, <laughs> poster up on the wall and we have our uh, our calendar we got yeah uh, in the skull moving on up in the world moving on up we got Kristen's computer unpacked we got a lot of her desk cleared off got my typewriter put on there so I can sit clack click 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 <laughs> clack clack on that thing it does feel much more homey. I, that is nice. Yeah. I didn't I, think so few adjustments would make it seem more welcoming, but it did. I feel like a homie every day when I wake up. Damn, it feels good to be a gangster. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to be real buzzy by the end of this episode because I was hungry before we ever even started. Yeah. And now I'm drinking. We're doing this. We're going to make some hamburgers. We're probably going to watch a movie. It's going to be awesome. Speaking of which, we've been uh, catching Kristen up. On the Peaky Blinders, Mm because it's one of my favorite shows. The new season dropped, and I can't watch it because Kristen can't be dropped. After what happened at the end of what I think is season four, uh, I can't just go into season five trying to explain the entirety of the show to her. Because the last season was a motherfucker. I didn't realize I was that far behind. Yeah, you're you're a ways back. We've been blowing through them, though. We're on like episode five or six now, right? Yeah. What do you think so far? I Season wish, um, Jax, guys, you so. can't jump on the floor. For one, we're on the third floor of the building. For two, there's springs attached to this fucking building. Winston are fucking around. Um, it's been a minute since we watched season one. Like, I remember all the plot lines, mm-hmm. um... To season one, so we were like able to seamlessly pick up season yeah. two. But season one, it's not too complicated yet. Yeah. But I, I feel like the cinematography of season two is vastly different. Mm-hmm. But it's been a while since I've seen season one, so I don't know if maybe I'm just I've just forgot how neat it was done. Like I remember thinking all of season one, it was a really pretty, yeah, a really pretty film. <laughs> I gotta quit saying that term. <laughs> Beautifully shot. Really pretty. <laughs> well, I remember thinking all of season one, um, 
that all the shots were so pretty and like so well done and it's a very grungy gritty town mm-hmm. that you know all of this stuff is filmed very in. smoky yeah, yeah and it's still just very well done and i feel like unless i've just completely forgotten that that element existed in season two that or in season one that season two is a lot more experimental with the cinematography mm-hmm. a lot of it is toying with the focus and toying with the angles and stuff and it's there have been a few that I was kind of like, okay, like I don't super love that trick that you're doing, mm-hmm. but for the most part, yeah, like I'm very impressed with whoever the cinematographer was for season two. Yeah, and the pilot season two, I mean, not pilot season two, the pilot season, comma two, um, you don't really have the budget, you don't have the free mm-hmm. reign, like the network is expecting XYZ, you got to drop XYZ, and then you get a little bit more experimental as you go along. Um, that final season, they do some insane shit. Yeah. Like, it, 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 like, I'm so excited for the one that I haven't seen yet. So if you uh, are going to spoil it for me, you can send me an email over at... Don't, no, don't send it because then you'll spoil it for me as well. Don't send an email because I'm the one who checks those. Yeah, the shit that happens in the last episode I saw broke my heart, <laughs> made me cry, and I'm so excited to see what happens next. Um, What's your uh, favorite trick that they've pulled so far? Not plot-wise, but... Uh, the toying with the focus mm-hmm. has been really cool because um, they do that a lot. Like they, when they did the scene where Paula goes to see the fortune teller, like they really mm-hmm. heavily toyed with the focus in that scene, and the lighting was really pretty too. But like it was it almost, almost entirely focused on just yeah. the eyeballs, and like even in these close-up shots, her lips and everything else would be really soft and hazy and out mm-hmm. of focus, and it felt kind of like a dreamlike. There's that, and then there's like when he's doing cocaine. When he speeds everything up. Yeah, that that one, it's not my favorite trick that they do, but I'm just intrigued by it because I think that I know how they're doing it, mm-hmm. but I, I've never tried to do it myself. How so, would you do it if you needed to do it? I'm 90% sure what they're doing is shooting it in slow motion. So the actual um, film itself is slowed down and then they're taking it and editing and speeding it back up. Yeah. So you're... Um, it almost feels like you're losing some of the frames when you're watching it. Like you can tell it's like sped up, but it seems a little jumpy. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's what they did. I think they shot it in slow motion and then sped it back up in editing. So it, it takes on that quality of this frame that was intentionally supposed to be slow is at a wrong rate. Yeah. So it looks weird. Can you play that in reverse where you can... I guess you could, or you have somebody running and then you slow down the footage yeah, so it like looks like footage. they're. Would you still get that glitchy kind of look at it, or is that just slow motion? Yeah, because um, the only thing you're actually doing is flipping like the start to finish. It doesn't actually affect the quality of the uh, footage itself. Mm-hmm. It, it's different for video than it is for audio because I showed you where I was tweaking um, the intro song for our podcast and the playback speed of it seems off reverse because it's at a different tempo when you reverse it but with video it's the same video it's just a mirrored image of it essentially okay I, 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 halfway through me asking that question i realized <laughs> i was just freaked out because of the dogs and i was like i know you can slow it down i watched fast and the furious there's no way they made the car just drive off that slow and fall that slow via gravity they obviously slow <laughs> but yeah if you reverse the video yeah. it doesn't affect the speed of it it just reverses it one of my favorite things that they've done with the softening that you've pointed out to me is um it almost makes you feel drunk at times it does like they don't consistent i don't know how i would i'm gonna explain it the way that i would explain it maybe you can understand and kind of give me the more technical term uh but it's not all on the same level like the haziness seems to jump around the screen so that you're Mm -hmm. constantly moving your eyes around and it's dizzying almost Mm -hmm. well um when you set your um aperture to uh gosh i'm gonna butcher this the Lower the number, I believe, if I'm remembering right. Also, the lower the mm-hmm. focus area is, or sharpness, or whatever the technical term It's like looking through is. a tunnel. But... Yeah, so it is. It, everything outside of just that tiny mm-hmm. pinpoint area that's the focal point is then hazy. So if you move the camera itself around, the camera still has this central focal point that moves with the camera. So everything that's not in that central focal point now becomes hazy. So... I've noticed a lot of those shots seem like they're shot handheld. So 
the shots are a little more drifty in general, and as the camera's moving, the focal point's kind of moving so too. So shot with something kind of like your camera? Uh, no, just not on like a stationary rig. Like my camera right now is just sitting. Oh, I gotcha. On a, a tripod, and so opposed um, to like having a still shot somebody of somebody holding actually it. walking it. Yeah, in, somebody's like, on the holding shoulder. it. So yeah, it, it um, the focal point drifts with the camera because it it has a very fine point that it's focused on. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I burped right in the middle of my hell yeah. <laughs> No, oh, I'm getting another one, and I'm drinking Elysian Space Dust wanna, on this episode. Speaking of beer, do you want to try the popcorn? I would like it's to. Not bad at would all. you like to uh, take a sip of the Elysian? No, I'm, I'm yeah. solid on that. A little too better for you. <laughs> the pumpkin one's pretty good though. It is a nice like fall beer. Hmm. You should try one. Like I, I wish that I was smart enough comedically there to have just gone into a Valley Girl accent, <laughs> like wipe the beer off my Your lip. Ugg and boots. Been like, oh my God, <laughs> Becky, look at her butt. See, this is where not having the video element comes in handy. I could have chopped that whole section out and we could just re- yeah. <laughs> redo that. Here, here, let me try it again. <laughs> there the, you go. For the visual audience that is never going to see this. Hmm. Hmm. How do you feel, Brett? Oh my God, Becky, look at her butt. Let's go to the mall and blow some guys. <laughs> Got your pumpkin spice in your Ugg boots. Yeah, come over here so I can brag about how old yes, queen, yes, like. Yes, queen. <laughs> it's not bad though, right? Not bad. No, no my neck, my back, my <laughs> pussy, my crack. They all uh, feel better after drinking a pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> <laughs> what was I doing to you last night? <laughs> Oh, the song from Peaky Blinders. <laughs> you kept singing everything you were doing to the tune of the the song from Peaky Blinders. I wish I could remember literally any of them. <laughs> Going for a smoke after listening to a jam and it's too fucking cold with the red right hand. <laughs> I had so many funny ones. I did it for half an hour. And Kristen was cry laughing on the floor. Gotta take a piss, but my dick's too small. Da da do da da ba da da ba Oh man. Yeah, there was only one <laughs> where you couldn't get the rhyme back. So <laughs> it just repeated the word back to you, and you're like, you can't rhyme the word with itself. <laughs> I am a poet. And when I am drunk, I am an especially oh, good poet. <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> need to record those. Those are, those are going in the documentary. <laughs> How did Brett survive Smoke the winter? Smoke a cigarette, then I felt a chill, so the boy came inside much against his will. <laughs> that was one of the ones I had yesterday, because it was like five fucking degrees out. <laughs> and I came in against my will. <laughs> uh, but what I kind of wanted to talk about today... Um, Actually, before we get to that, I'm going to keep delaying what I have for show notes. Cause Mine as well. Mine as well. Neither of us are steering the boat today. Crashing boats, this bitch boats into off, the... Yeah, I'm, I'm all for crashing the boat, meeting hamburgers, watching horror movies. Um, or more Peaky Blinders. Um, <laughs> Kristen is the reason why we're recording this primarily. Um, and tomorrow's, uh, which you guys, I don't know if it's going to be tomorrow, your guys' time, but the one we're going to record tomorrow, that'll be the third one that drops this week. Um, the reason that we're doing that is Kristen is doing this documentary project for herself, Mm -hmm. which I am beyond excited for. And we decided now that we've got the camera stuff all out of the boxes. Finally unpacked my computer. Yeah. We've got a little bit of space. We're going to prop the camera up and get some footage for um, her documentary about our trip to Montana. So it it's going to be like a creative, fun thing. How long do you think that would be? I don't know. Like, what's your overall plan for it? I was planning on shooting it through the winter, so I was planning on working on it for the next month at least. Or You're going to get some two. really cool shots off the balcony because we've got a sick view. <laughs> and, um which we'll talk about that on tomorrow's episode. But um, we got... I'm sorry. I can, I, that's what we're talking about on the one that we record no, tomorrow. And I, I was like, hey, let's just dive right into well, that conversation. No, we're just we're kind of 
previewing it. I guess we're not like going to in depth yeah. talk about it, but um, we kind of got like a light dusting of a snow once already, and then we got like an actual like dusting yeah. of a snow that was more like than a dusting. The people of Montana were warned by the state of Montana, "Hey, it's too cold to be in Montana." Like, yeah, they sent out non- a thing. anything but emergency vehicles yeah. and all this. Stay shit. home. They uh, they said emergency travel only. Um, and the snow from that, that was... Last week? Yeah, last week. The snow from that hasn't melted yet. Like, if we look out <laughs> our balcony, there's still snow on the ground outside yeah. from that. So, um, now that we're actually kind of getting into a little more of what winter is yeah. like It was here. 27 <laughs> degrees last side. Uh, last side. Last <laughs> night, I went outside, and I've become so acclimated to the weather, I didn't even put on shoes. And I felt like a man. I felt like those kids... <laughs> That we used to watch walking back from the pool when it Wearing was shorts. 45 degrees outside. And I was like, what are these kids doing in that pool? So <laughs> I was like, Basin. By this time next year, I'll be outside in a tank top smoking a cigarette. It's five degrees outside. Like, fuck it. <laughs> but yeah, so I was going to do a documentary about kind of surviving the move and then surviving such an extreme life change. Yeah. Um, and the first winter here being a massive part of that. So, uh, yeah, we're going to do a little discussion about how we feel moving into the winter. And honestly, I'll probably record more of them as we get further into the winter um, and kind of talk about holy fucking shit. Like, <laughs> it's December in Montana. What are we doing? <laughs> so we'll do yeah, a... Check back in February where it's like, if we don't kill and eat one another, we're both going to starve to <laughs> Our plans to come out here and collaborate with thousands of artists have fallen through. <laughs> I've eaten my right foot to offset the diabetes. <laughs> so yeah, we'll probably have some episodes peppered in here and there that are a little less about um, our work and a little more about our life because I'm mm-hmm. working on a documentary. Well, I mean, so. that's, that's part of the game here at the Mistakes Were Made podcast is it's, you know, kind of like an edutainment type show. Um, but it's also about the writer's lifestyle. We try to drizzle in what we're doing in the hopes that if any of you are writers or filmmakers or painters or musicians, uh, you could take something from it and, and put it in your tool belt. You might not. But I, if I were going to listen to the show, which I do when it comes out, <laughs> because I like to go back and kind of... Rehash. Rehash it, make sure it came out okay, kind of take mental notes. Um, I, I would drink. <laughs> while listening to the show I trust you you know it's it's a lot more fun because we drink when we record it so um yeah so we'll get back to all the that tomorrow I, I, I realized that I, I was asking you a question in which we have a whole episode planned tomorrow yeah. for that exact situation <laughs> so literally what's like, let's just crash the uh, but it's a bonus episode okay we're still doing this for free okay so if you got a fucking problem with that you can go shake that problem and stick it up your mom's ass <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Feel better? Well, this will be on video in the nearest future. <laughs> the the uh, internal panic seeping into my eyes. Yeah, no, or into my eyes as I realize that it's all <laughs> falling apart. And I feel a need to lash out at some dude in India, who I'm convinced is the only person still listening to this thing. To the India guy. Dude in India. Oh, we've gotten, rock. We've picked up some... I, I need to be better about keeping up that. We've picked up some other new places. No, we're crushing it. We're doing well. It's growing every day, and I'm I'm beyond appreciative. But I'm gonna Are yell at you guys because I have Kristen and nobody else in this entire state. So I feel like it's one way communication <laughs> until you send me an email at nightmareboxproductions at gmail. Fuck yeah! It, uh, the new stats that we have are kind of cool though because it's broken down by we're on Libsyn now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's broken down by country, by region, yeah. by state, by city. So like I can literally be like, oh, that person specifically in Honolulu is listening. Yeah. So I love that's that we cool. get the the exact breakdown and like we could like build these cool little pockets. Mm-hmm. So if you're in Honolulu, share it with fucking everybody. Like a <laughs> bomb don't no, literally bomb Honolulu. I think the <laughs> Japanese did that. Oh, Back in the 40s, and it didn't go well for the Japs, so it's probably not Japanese. It's not going to go well for you. I can't just drop that little racial slur from 1944. Um, Making things awkward. Making it awkward. Let me get back to what I was... 
explaining what I'm talking about and dig myself out of this fucking hole right here. Cheersies part four. That pumpkin spice. Yeah. Fucking your life up. I've got the Elysians. It's not the pumpkin spice. No, it's the pumpkin spice. No, I'm seeing stars. You're slowly turning into a dumb valley girl. I am just dumb. (laughs) (laughs) What I wanted to talk about, and I I probably, if I was smart, would have recorded this episode last week, and uh, we wouldn't already be like a week and a half into NaNoWriMo when this episode dropped, but lo and behold, here we are, because Brett Bloom, not a smart man. We've mentioned it on other episodes. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to drop this like on Halloween, like in my head when I started building the show notes and then that didn't happen because of uh, scheduling and technical issues. And I've got a little bit of advice for any of you guys that are out there doing the NaNoWriMo, which we talked about, you know, once before is the National Novel Writing Month. I'm using it this month, um, using this month of this year to write my first feature. Um, as of this recording, it's 2 November. I have 31 pages. And um, I don't fuck around. <laughs> I'm not trying to dumb this down, but for anyone who, who doesn't know what he means by that, he's, he's talking about a, a feature film script. Mm. Like, I, I realize that's probably very obvious to most people, but just in case anyone's listening and they don't realize he Good means point, a film yeah. script, he's, he's writing a, a feature film yeah, script. So I'm shooting somewhere between one hour and two hours, probably in that hour 30, hour 45 mark, um, which is, what would you say, like 120 to 140 pages? 120 would be an hour and a half. Yeah. No, 120 would be two hours. Yeah, 120 would be two hours, so about 90? I think I'd shoot for 120 as a rough. Oh, yeah, because you're going to... Ideally. Chop some of it out yeah, for unless sure. Unless I'm going to make a two-hour horror film like Hereditary and... I'm not that good yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably about 120, and then it'll probably get cut down to hour mm-hmm. 40. But my goal for NaNoWriMo was to complete NaNoWriMo, write the 50,000 words in script format, have way too much, and then spend the next couple of months chopping it down, ironing it out, getting everything uh, leveled. And I'm on page 31. I'm like 6,000 some odd words in. It's screenwriting, so if you're only a novel writer, um, 6,000 is not going to mean 31 pages for you. It's, no, definitely <laughs> The formatting's not. a lot different, so it, it, the words take up less space. I just like saying I've written 31 pages in two days because it <laughs> I mean, that's sounds still impressive. crazy goddamn impressive. That is impressive. Because, yeah. I mean, that's technically minutes. a fourth of the movie. Yeah, it's probably... You know, 25, it's very action heavy, so it's probably about 25 minutes of film. It's still roughly about a fourth of the movie you've already yeah. finished, so that is a lot. And I'm just starting to get to the plot. <laughs> <laughs> it hit me like yesterday. I've, I've, I've been, I, I, I got a head start by, you know, one or two writing sessions, so it's not all out of the past two days. Um, but I didn't know what the fuck I was writing. I was just kind of introducing characters and then introducing the characters to each other in places where I know I want to eventually introduce them in finality, but the scenes are poorly written. Uh, the descriptions aren't all there. I'm just putting things... No, sorry, finish your thought. I was going to ask you a question, but finish your thought. No, go for it. I was going to ask you, uh, for anyone listening, uh, what program are you using? I'm using Faden. Uh, I like Scrivener for fiction writing and uh, essay writing because it gives you a lot of freedom to move things around. Uh, Faden doesn't give you the same with the current version that I have unless somebody wants to help me out and show me what I'm doing wrong. Faden doesn't give you the ability to like write a scene and put it in a side block and then drop it when you get no, to that scene. No, but you can rearrange the scenes. I do know that. You can so click can, and drag them. Cool. Yeah, I, I knew I could do that. So for yeah. right now, I've got scenes that are way out of place that um, later on I can drag and drop in. It'll make editing a fuckload easier. Yeah. Scrivener gives you the ability to just open kind of like a one part A, one part B, one part C. So if you've got a, 
like your act one, but you don't know how it's all going to happen yet. You can sit down to write your novel and you're like, well, fuck, I don't know how it gets from point one A to point one B. So I'm just going to write point one B and I'll figure out the transition. And then you can drag and drop those folders into each other and hit your collaborate and it it all puts it. That's neat. Yeah. I've never used Scrivener's. I'm not remotely familiar with that program. Well, my brother, neat, my brother bought it for me. So here's the Ben Bloom, <laughs> my legal, uh, what, what do I call him? But advisor. Yeah, my legal advisor. advisor. <laughs> <laughs> Which I legally have to call him until he passes the bar. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool, though. That's handy, like, especially if you, like, need to skip ahead to, like, act or yeah. whatever you can well it gets around. frustrating because a lot of people they're like well i'm stuck in my story um well i've got notes and i think that's one of my notes let me well, i'll just get into it and i'll ignore it in my notes um <laughs> a lot of people get stuck in the story and they're like well you know mark is at the ice cream parlor and i don't know how to get mark to the ice cream you know distribution center mm. or whatever because he's pissed off at the manager and wants to take his i don't know why i'm sticking to ice cream I meant PetSmart, but Mark needs to go from the ice cream parlor to PetSmart. I don't know how to get Mark from the ice cream parlor to PetSmart, so I'm just not going to write today um, until the quote-unquote inspiration hits. Uh, Word to the wise, the inspiration never hits, so just write the thing. Um, But it gives you the ability to just go to the PetSmart. Yeah. You know, just start writing the PetSmart scene. Iron it out in post. <laughs> so this is funny to me because, uh, granted, I never, like, really did anything beyond, like, middle school age, maybe, I guess. But, like, I used to, I told you, like, whenever I was younger, wanted to be a writer. And I yeah. remember, like, when I was way younger, that wasn't middle school age. I'm not that old. Uh, like, elementary school age. Are um, you fucking kidding me, dude? <laughs> Jax. I'm taking you to PetSmart, and I'm leaving you in the dumpster. <laughs> you can find a new family from there. <laughs> and we I should... hope it's a homeless man who molests to be you fair. in your sleep. <laughs> to be fair, we should move his food bowl. It's kind of on us that we just leave his well, food bowl Well, now we've got space over there. We can put his his Ooh. whole setup right up. Yeah. yeah but I'll anyway, back to what you were saying. But, um... Yeah, this was like elementary school age. That's definitely what's happening. You guys are never hearing this again, so enjoy. <laughs> this is the last Jack slurp <laughs> in Mistakes Were Made History because I just circumvented you, kicked you out of the goddamn podcast. Get away <laughs> from my network. <laughs> uh, when I was like super, super young. Um... Get away from the camera. <laughs> oh, God. Jax just really wants to be on this show. Um <laughs> I'll direct some things. Do you remember when we were like little kids and Microsoft Word still had the little like paperclip dude that would pop up and be like, you know, hey, Hey, can I help you? I'm just. So I remember being like. Gates a slave. (laughs) (laughs) I remember being like a little kid, like back when I used to want to be a writer and like writing my quote unquote novels (laughs) that were never more than a page or two. And that version of Word and the little dude popping up to help you. And if you like. Um. Never liked in my personal writing doing like outlines and structure and stuff like that. So I'd just have a scene in my mind and I'd type the scene. And then if you wanted to add something later, you'd have to scroll back up to wherever you wanted to add it and uh, saving that shit on floppy disks. (laughs) Before they had the rolly ball in the middle of the mouse. Click back up. (laughs) Such a pain in the ass. Like you're reeling in a fucking Mm. fish. Or like (laughs) if you would like click and hold it down and you'd have to just because the the mouse literally had the ball in it. You'd yeah. have to just keep rolling the ball, and then the ball would get collected with dust, so you'd have to clean the ball. And I'm, be just, like, I'm just, I'm just to... saying, I've got a typewriter that is over 100 years old. It's much easier to use than Windows 95. It's fucking... Oh. Yeah. yeah, but unless you're writing a whole new, brand new, fresh page, you can't go back and add shit in. Yeah, no, you're fucked. I mean, you could, I guess, resort the pages, but well, that's how you they can't used to add have in the to, middle of a paragraph. That's how they used to have to edit, was they would type the original rough draft manuscript, make their notes on the paper, and then write it real time. Type the whole fucking that thing sucks. back in. Draft two, draft three, I guess to be draft fair, four, though, 
draft to the editor who brings it back to you draft five that's why hunter thompson went mad because he was on cocaine didn't remember writing the thing in the first fucking place had no rhythm to how he was supposed to write it i guess to be fair though if like you went to make your edits and you were like totally chill with chapter one you could just move chapter one over and be like all right let's start from chapter yeah, two but if and you're totally it. chill with an entire page you're not a dedicated writer just saying. <laughs> you've seen what i do to pieces of paper if I had to redo it every time, because like it's then instead of than, <laughs> that'd be a nightmare. I would hate that. It's so, so Scrivener, if you're writing a novel, yeah, Scrivener for novels. Fade in is great for what I'm doing for the Nano which is uh, writing my first feature film. And I have used Fade in. I am also a fan of uh, Fade in. It's brilliant. Yeah. It allows you to change colors for uh, page edits, so you can see what is original and what is second, third. Like you can get blue and red and green uh, outlays, and you can designate which level of the edit each individual thing is on so if you've got a script that is like 10 pages of blue one page of green one page of the original white then you know that you probably need to go back and revisit the white to kind of catch it back up and make sure it's cohesive well from a um filmmaker's standpoint too they actually if their edits made to the yeah. script they put those color-coded pages into the script that's then given out so you know when changes have been made so it's not just a like neat you know tool to use for yourself like that's actually a thing they do on a professional level mm -hmm. if there have been changes made to the script they'll put those specific color-coded pages in so that everybody knows hey we changed this yeah. so it's relevant uh, to professional level work <laughs> i wish i had a printer that would print out the green page without me having to like go and buy construction paper and just like well, they probably it. sell i would imagine carbon copy paper in that color we could probably find some because i know um at work we have the yellow copy well, i'm writing a feature so, so we, we we need to go fucking we'll hard go find core. Some. we got to figure it out Hit up staples or yeah. whatever they got in this town. Well, right now you're the only person on my writing table for when we print out this rough. I, I let it sit for three or four weeks and then we revisit it. See, you're and lucky. We do a table read and we go through and make notes. We need two versions of the script. We have two printers. We can print one off at a time. I was going to say, you're lucky. I have that big ass industrial printer and it's literally got two trays for you to put paper I in. I think we so have we the could... same printer. We do, but mine, <laughs> mine's the one that's meant for an office and yours is yeah. the one that's meant for a home yeah like yours is the way more practical one i don't know why i bought mine so it gets so well, big and because clunky. you bought yours because i printed off manuscripts before and halfway through i killed the printer i have to go <laughs> figure out what's wrong with the printer and then restart mine is the so whole fucking process. so big and clunky mine's so impractical to have at home it's something that belongs in an <laughs> office <laughs> i don't know why i have it oh, trust me you uh give me the ability to hook up to that printer i will put that bitch to work until it dies i'll go get it it's in my trunk i'm the only <laughs> person that's filled up a fucking macbook in less than a year <laughs> I, I do a lot of shit um but nanorimo <laughs> sorry You're fine. um i've just got a couple of notes um regarding nanorimo for uh, at this point you're you're probably sad and you're staring at your screen and you're digging for hope deep inside yourself that's okay because my name's Brett using Blum. a lot of adjectives yeah well, use them in the rough. We'll get to that because I made a whole Facebook post today that I'm really proud of. Um, but I'm here to bring you militant positivity for the NaNoWriMo, which is the only kind of positivity I know. Kristen goes, can you make me feel better about myself? And I'm like, we need to get up and take over the world. I'm running for sheriff. We need to <laughs> yeah. Two moods when there's a yeah I have a bipolar problem. disorder. He's like, we're not going to talk about it, or I'm going to scream at you about it. These are the two issues. Brett, Brett doesn't do cuddly hugs. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, I just want to vent, and I'm like, no, I've already offered to stab the guy at the office with a screwdriver. I don't understand how we still have issues to talk about. But um, so I'm going to bring you a little bit of militant positivity when it comes to the NML Rymo. Yeah, my first little bit, which would have made a lot more sense if you heard this podcast two weeks ago, is the birth of ideas. How do God damn those Elysians. How does one <laughs> handle the birth of ideas and where do they come from? 
Um, my key is take note of everything. For me, I have a moleskin notebook. I bring mm-hmm. it to work. I bring it to the grocery store. It lives next to my wallet, my back pocket. I write down funny things people say, funny people that go walking down the road, funny situations, not funny, funny, but you know, like interesting, new, um, not everyday routine things. I, I try to write them down because it can come from a coworker who's like not had his cup of coffee and walks past you and says some, you know, bizarre shit. Or, you know, like a customer in the grocery store that uh, you walk past when you go in to buy your wine and you overhear a conversation. Or at the diner. Or when you're hanging out at the diner and there's a homeless man threatening another homeless man because they've confused their lawn and leaf bags full of clothing. Petite, purple-haired lady. Exactly. (laughs) Calling back to an old episode there. Old episode. Call back. Um, But... I would say get a moleskin notebook or a, a, a composite. I learned in college, I, I before I had my moleskin, I used to take a composite notebook and bend it in half and stick that in my back pocket. And I walked around with that for a good amount of time. Um, but I have something nearby where you can sneak off to the corner, hit a knee, unfold it, jot down like a sentence or two, stand back up, put it back in your pocket, go about your day. And you'll have a wealth of quote-unquote inspiration to draw from. You'll have a never-ending journal of, holy fuck, yeah, I remember when that happened. What if that person was in my book? What if they lived in this world? Um, And you won't have their whole personality. You don't have that kind of time. So you can't sit there and jot down, you know, Janice from blah, blah, blah is, you know, that uh, she becomes the, ever. But you should draw inspiration from your day-to-day experiences. I'm writing, for example, a feature that I want to shoot in Missoula. So I write down locations that I think would be interesting, the like minute details of people that I meet at those locations, so I can try to like build characters that resemble people that would be there. I think my camera kicked off. Do you need to turn it back on? Uh, or did we just learn? I mean, we're not actually using this one anyway, but sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, that, you. That's why we've got it going. Go turn it back on. <laughs> we learned that it lasts 37 minutes. Well, I know they naturally... Okay, so weird aside to this, um, I have a... Don't, are you going to hit me with your cord? No. I just <laughs> grabbed it so it wouldn't clink against the table. Um, I have a Canon 80D as my personal camera, and... A weird thing that I learned while I was in college after, I think it's 23 minutes is the time. Um, It will divide the file up on your memory card and start a new file. So if you are using a Canon camera um, that I think maybe it's specifically, specifically the DSLRs, it'll cut up your video, but it'll keep recording and it seems to have timed out and just completely turned off. So we're gonna interesting pause. camera problems. <laughs> we're gonna pause. And... I don't have to pause. I can just get up and turn it on. Okay. Well, while you're up, can you grab me another beer? Yes. And uh, hand me your beer. No. No, we'll just edit out this whole thing. We could have paused there. Okay, we can pause then. <laughs> we're gonna pause. <laughs> and a one, and a two, and a one, two, three, four. <laughs> Sitting outside and I caught a chill much like an altar boy against his will. (sighs) (laughs) And we're back. (laughs) Bringing you more NaNoWriMo advice. I'm sorry, team. We were doing a test run. Um, The camera died off in the corner, so... um, we figured it out. We think we got it figured out so that tomorrow we can get a full thing going down. But mistakes were made. That they were. That's why we did this fucking show in the first place. I saw your Instagram. I, f- I feel a lot more low energy. Um, I saw your Instagram posts about the year 30 being the year your feet left the ground and I almost did. cried. It was, it was beautiful. I know. I'm so poetic. I know. You should go over to Kristen's Instagram at... Kristen Pennington. <laughs> You ain't got to look too hard. <laughs> P-N-N-I-N-G-O-T. 
I N G T O N. Penningwa. She is Kristen Penningwa. <laughs> oh my god. It's T I N, by the way, in case anyone's wondering, because a lot of people try to spell it Ian. <laughs> I cannot believe. I tried to spell oh. it off the top of my head, and I was like, "That is a hell of a name." Bloom, B L O O M. You don't need to. It's what flowers do. Well, I guess because it's my name, I think that it sounds exactly how it's spelled. And every time I've ever said it to someone else, I've been like, "I can, like, I can spell it fine." Well, I know, but like, I've had a lot of people ask me to spell it for them. I'm like. Seems obvious, though. <laughs> I guess maybe that extra in will trip you up. Yeah, in the in the year of Twitter, um, people don't know how to read or write. They're, they're illiterate. That makes my job a lot more yeah, difficult. Yeah, I posted a bunch of stuff on Instagram earlier, though, about the movie. Uh, they are some beautiful pictures. It's going to be a fantastic documentary. Um, I may put some of the pictures in it, too. Like that picture of you um, when we went out to super secret location that I'm not telling anybody that was snowed over. Um, that was a cool picture. So I may put some pictures in the documentary. As long as you don't show the location, I think we're good. Yeah. Well, all the pictures that you're in, all you see is just the trees yeah. and the snow. So you'd have to know the area to know those trees. <laughs> There's like a cool shot of you walking towards me with your Jeep off in the distance and then just all the trees in the snow. Yeah. So it's a place you need a four wheel drive vehicle to get to. So don't try it. You pansies. I'm not telling any of it's mine and you can't have it um so yeah we were talking about the birth of ideas take notes of everything um before we took our little break there um my other thing would be on the other page because the note that i have there is for because moleskins are tiny thing. yep <laughs> Um, if you're having trouble today and you're trying to get your writing done, this is an old trick. It's not something that I came up with on my own, but everybody has a phone. You can set a 10 to 15 minute timer, put the phone on the other side of the room, set it to ring in 10 to 15 minutes and sit behind the computer. You don't have to write if you don't want to write, but I guarantee you, you sit there long enough, something's going to come to mind, but your phone's on the other side of the room. You can't get to it. You can't go check Facebook or, you know, I'm just doing research on Wikipedia. Um, all you have to do is sit there and write. Um, if you want to continue after the 10 to 15 minutes, nobody's holding a gun to your head and saying you can't do that. So do it at will, but you have to block off at least that 10 to 15 minute time. Well, I think it was you, if I'm remembering right, that was telling me that I think Scrivener has a thing where you can tell it to block all your outside. Yeah. Um, Scrivener will kill everything else on your computer yeah, for a like, set amount of time. Like with Macs, for instance, you know, you compare them with your phone. So if I'm working on something on my computer, I like having, which is distracting, I guess, if you're someone who likes to just sit there and text nonstop, I usually, you know, only text yeah. if I'm like trying to have a conversation that needs to be had. But um, I like having the texting on my computer because I can just reply real quick and then go back to work. Yeah, so it's for, hard to do when you're writing. Yeah, so. very <laughs> different concept when you're writing. For me, when I'm just video editing, it saves me having to like go get my phones. So I'm just like answer, go back to work. But that's like a cool thing that you were telling me Scrivener mm -hmm. has. You can kill your outside app so like you don't get those texts and you don't get those interruptions and you can set a time limit on it right yeah you can set yeah. like a 30 minute time limit and you can exit whenever you want to yeah. so if you really want to go check i guess you could go up and you know hit the x button at yeah. the top of the screen but that's a cool feature that yeah you can... but it, it it gives you a single stripe of paper in the middle it stays focused on your line it gives you black sidebars so you don't even have color you just have the words in the page and Unless you want to go distract yourself, it won't allow you to distract yourself. It's not going to interrupt you. So yeah. it gives you that, that moment of just sitting there in the flow because that's super important, right? Finding your flow. Yeah, like you were writing earlier and I was trying to do the dishes and I noticed you put your headphones in, but they weren't plugged up to anything because I thought maybe you were listening to something. And then I was like, those aren't plugged into anything. No, I just didn't have earplugs. And I was like, I need her to be able to live her life in our one bedroom apartment. But if I lose this, I was trying to write a very silent scene. And then all of a sudden, like the garbage disposal went off and I was like nope <laughs> yeah well I saw you put them in and I saw they weren't plugged up to anything so I was like I'm gonna finish the dishes later so I just like left the 
room. I thought about giving you these because they're not. Um, noise. But they aren't. They are noise canceling, right? Well, no, they're not noise canceling because um, noise canceling headphones have like a software in them that actually filters out the sound. Yeah. These are just um, like noise muffling or I mm. don't know. But they're over the ear headphones that kind of block out the sound. So I thought about coming up and putting <laughs> these on you, but I was like, he's in the moment. I'm just gonna walk out of the room. <laughs> No, I've, I have to be able to get to a place where I can hit my stride and mm-hmm. then I'm having a conversation with whoever's giving me the story. And so it's very, like, that sounds crazy to anybody who's never hit a flow, but um, writers that are listening to this will know exactly what I'm talking about. When you're in the movement and your fingers are just floating the keyboard and you're hardly looking at the page, it doesn't even feel like you're there. And you don't want to interrupt that with anything. You want mm-hmm. to be able to just sit in that moment. And I found it like at the library in school um, when I had to find it while people were yelling and talking and stuff. You, you find a way to dig into it. Mm-hmm. But something about the garbage disposal took me away from this I'm crazy sorry. quiet scene. No, sweetheart, it's not against you. It's not, a, not an issue. But... Um, if you can set that timer to 10 to 15 minutes, just write. If, if you can't write for what you're writing, your goal for NaNoWriMo is to hit 50,000 words. Your goal is not necessarily for all those words to count. So just write about what's going on around you. If you're sitting there and you're like, well, fuck, I don't know what to write about for 10 minutes. I'm completely blocked up today. Set up a fruit basket in front of you and start writing about the colors. Something will come out of it. You know, it'll be there. Get in the flow. There's something that talks to you. And unless you've heard it, 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 it's extremely difficult to explain. I don't like to go, that's the muse, (laughs) and the muse blocks you out, you know. I like to take the king advice from on writing, where Mm -hmm. it's like my job is to show up every day to meet the muse. Mine shows up drunk with a cigar. You know? So set that 10 to 15 minute timer, dedicate it. Trust me, Instagram's not going to burn down the next 10 to 15 minutes. A text message can wait 10 to 15 minutes. Just promise yourself that. And I promise you that if you do that enough times, you're going to be there for an hour, an hour and a half. You're going to go way over what you thought you could get done in a day. A day where you thought you could get 50 words on paper, you're going to get 500 or 1,500 or 3,500 words. It's there. You just have to find the flow. It's like anybody who ever tried to meditate, you know? Like you you sit there and you do your deep breaths and all the thoughts just kind of keep clogging your mind. And then you find this point where you realize that for 10 minutes you haven't thought about anything. And then that thought interrupts the flow. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, man, I'm really good at my breath. Or Fuck. <laughs> this is a much more dumbed down version, but um, how we automatically breathe, you know, that's yeah. a, a response that our Automatic body. breathing. Yeah, our body automatically takes care of that for us. And there have been times before where I've been like conscious of the fact that I have to breathe to be alive. And, and then it interrupts like, it. Yeah, and then I'm like, oh shit, now I'm in charge of breathing. <laughs> like, this is a problem. I'm here now. If I don't blink, my eyes are going to get dry. And then you Body, blink, take like, back over for times. me. Yeah. No, it has to come naturally, but mm-hmm. it won't come naturally if you're constantly distracting yourself. So you set the timer, put the phone on the other side of the room, block out anything on your computer that's going to distract you, get the fuck away from Facebook. It'll still be there an hour from now. Set your 15 minutes. And if you want to keep going, keep going. But guarantee yourself 15 minutes, half an episode of Scrubs. It's all I'm asking for. We cook chicken. That takes half an hour. 15 minutes. Cook chicken, for fuck's sake. And set your computer right there while you're cooking chicken. And I don't then, know. Like, you might write... burn your chicken if you get in a flow. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe don't cook chicken. <laughs> I don't know, but figure out something. Like, it's such an insignificant amount of time, and it could change the entire game. Most people are like, well, I don't feel like I have anything to write, so I'm not even going to bother to open up the computer, open up the Word document, and sit there. And even if you just sit there for 15 minutes, then yeah, you're truly blocked. But now you know you're truly blocked and you sat there for your 15 minutes. But it's like being put in time out. It doesn't feel right. If you sit there long enough, even if you write, I hate the way the blank page looks, I guarantee you something will come from it. You posted uh, 
stuff about that before. I'm going to read the one I posted today at the end of the episode oh. after I get through my notes. Oh, no, so. not your not oh, okay. your Facebook post today. Like, years, years. I say that like I've known you all my life years ago. I thought you were saying <laughs> yours, but you, like, switched into a Boston accent. <laughs> years. <laughs> years. No, like... Years, years like, approach. No, I remember seeing... Or it's maybe a calm you, down Irish woman. Maybe you showed it to me, or I remember seeing it, where there was, like, a post where you were trying to think of a chapter, and all you wrote was, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> Chapter. I, I had an essay due the next yeah. day on one of them, and I just started writing about the guy who had no idea what the fuck to write, was ready to blow his head off at the table because of some bullshit ass essay, and I just wrote like a like a like a short thing where I was like, he didn't even know where to start. He was too dumb. Like <laughs> you got to put words on the blank page. I, you've seen the way I do shit. I have a blank. Um, whiteboard and I just start scribbling at no, 45 we, degree angles. We it's came just... home today from grocery shopping. You didn't even say anything to me. You just went and sat down and like started typing. I was like, are you okay? And you're like, yeah, I'm writing. It's <laughs> like, okay. Leave me alone. I've been thinking in the Walmart. I have an idea for what the fuck I need <laughs> well, to do Well, you didn't right even now. say anything. You weren't like, I'm going to go write or well, anything. I didn't you mean just that. came and sat down and just, I was like, you're writing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I normally do it to you at night when I'm drunk. That was the first time I think I've done it sober yeah, in front like, of you and I'm Okay. minute normally you're like i'm getting in the shower and you come out and you find me typing this is not one of those moments um but that leads me into the other thing which is set time to meditate so you've got your 15 minutes that you're gonna sit behind the computer spend every day try to spend like 10 minutes not necessarily proper meditating i'm not asking you to sit any weird way or like take any deep breaths or recite anything yeah but just sit and think and watch things. This was one of the massive things I took away from my hero, Fred Arroyo, um, is sitting outside and just watching a tree. And he said, sit down and watch the tree and write and tell me what happens around the tree. And you'll yeah. notice a guy go by on a bicycle who has a funny t-shirt on. And you're going to hear people walking by. Spend a little time every day just sitting. I like to do it on the porch because I'm a smoker. So like I like to like light a cigarette and just kind of disconnect. Uh, yesterday, I listened to kids in our... We've got a little pond that is outside that you used to be able to hear on a couple episodes ago before they turned it off because it got too goddamn cold. <laughs> um, Give us a few months, you'll hear it again. Yeah, it's completely frozen over right now. And there were three kids, two girls and a boy. And they were playing house, and one of the girls had to go pee. So she loudly announced that she had to go pee. And they were all talking too loud because they're kids, and it's very quiet here. So everything carries. And uh, she goes, well, I have to go pee. And then the boy and the little girl started playing husband and wife, but they, they were upset because second wife had run away from the home. So they started creating this whole plot. Those and the girl second goes, wives. Yeah. Well, the girl goes, what are we going to do? And the guy goes, I think we have to kill her. <laughs> this a kid is may maybe eight years old. <laughs> it was just play and make believe with his friend. <laughs> And gotta do away with second wife. Yeah, there's a plot. <laughs> Take the time to think because the world can be too loud for the story to come through, and you don't need to be worried all the time about you know the electronic horseshit. Sit and watch people. You can't write about people if you don't read and you don't watch people. Go to the coffee shop, order a coffee, sit at the table and don't pull out your phone. Just watch people. Listen to them. Listen to each other. Again, it's going to be the second time I brought them up this episode, but in On Writing, um, King talks about how he learned how to write dialogue. Was he, he pretended he was a spy and he would go different places and he would just listen to other people talk to each other so he could hear the different dialects and he could hear the different ways people told stories to one another. So when it came time to write dialogue for his individual stories, he had this wealth of knowledge of all these different people who talked to one another. You don't need to be an extrovert to learn the skills. 
I used to do it at the steakhouse. I um, used to go out to eat quite a bit because my dad died, left me 10 grand, and I lived on that for a year. So for one year, I lived on $10,000. I'm not a that's, spoiled goddamn child. No, that's impressive I, that you survived yeah, on that. I, I, I drank a lot. I ate a lot. I lived on 10 grand, but um, I used to put my headphones in and then unplug them from my phone so that it looked like I was listening to music to anybody else, but I was just listening to other people talk to each other. And I would write their ideas down because I'd read that book. <laughs> so it's a fun, a fun exercise. Pretend to be a fly on the wall. You don't exist. Go to the bar. Put your phone in your pocket. Put your headphones in. Unplug them. Listen to the people next to you. And imagine that they are characters in your story, your screenplay, your painting. Um, meditate. <laughs> um, my next one is manage your expectations uh, for NaNoWriMo. But be prepared for greatness. Not every day will go well, nor every week, nor any month. But occasionally, you're going to surprise yourself. So stay motivated by the possibility of greatness. I feel like that applies to all endeavors. All endeavors. Any, you know, individual person. You may be having a shitty day with your writing or your filmmaking or just a shitty day in general. You might be having a shitty week, a shitty month, a shitty year. Um... Don't tell yourself every day when you wake up, you know, I'm going to be a millionaire because people are going to love my writing. Your job's to get the story written. That's all you owe the world. If the world likes it, then the rest will follow. But a lot of people who sell themselves on this concept, right, of I'm going to be the New York Times bestseller, don't write. <laughs> All those ghost writers that yeah. aren't the on Upwork, all the requests for ghost writers that you see. We read one today about a woman who had broken up with her boyfriend, or he'd broken up with her, and she was offering to uh, pay anybody $50 to write the poem that would win his heart back. It's kind of sad, like whenever... It's tragic. It, it pulls back into the one we were just talking about. Sit, think, meditate, and watch people. Well, like That's even... a plot inside of itself. Who is the woman who would pay $50 to win her ex-boyfriend back? Well, even... I feel like it's applicable. Applicable. That's a rough word to say when you've been drinking. Um, to... Putting in the time, even if you don't feel like the cogs, you know, in your mind are turning. Like, I feel like any work period that you write down, even if you're having, or any work period, it doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be writing. If you want to go, like, lose weight and you want to go on a jog, you can dream about the dream body, or you can just go on your daily run. Well, yeah. that's a good example, too. Like, either way, if you're, you're, trying to write something and you're just it's not working out that day if you sit in and put in the time and put down you know 20 words and five of those words are garbage you've still done 15 decent words or if you're trying to lose weight yeah. and you only do a quarter mile you've done a quarter mile exactly. so for the chick trying to hire someone to write a poem <laughs> for her it's significantly more personal and meaningful and a much more like mm -hmm growing learning experience for you personally to just do the work <laughs> so even if you don't feel like the work is the greatest work ever if you're doing the work you're yeah. growing from it sometimes it feels like you're doing nothing at all or no sometimes it feels like all you're doing is shoveling shit from the kneeling position <laughs> another stephen king reference still when getting you're shit actually done, doing good work yeah, still yeah. getting getting shit done though Definitely. Um, my next note would have worked a lot better if we'd done this a little bit earlier. Uh, the Sorry. first day in NaNoWriMo is a Friday, so hit the weekend hard, which I'm doing, but, you know, <laughs> you guys won't get this for a minute. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I think this is my last. Yep. And then I've got my notes. I'll read you the first one. And if you guys want to use it for inspiration, use it for inspiration. I'm not going to use it for anything. Um, so my last uh, note of advice for the NaNoWriMo is when writing, guard your specifics. They're sacred. Conversation about certain plots, characters, etc. steals the magic. Kristen knows a couple of small details from what I'm writing, has no idea what the fuck no. it's about. Even the Nightmare Box, you haven't let me read that yet, so I don't even know what the Nightmare yeah. Box is about. I know like a couple of details there also, but yeah, I don't... It's a lesson that I have. It's a lesson that I've heard. It's one that I'm looking to revisit. The one that I'm currently writing, it's very um, intimate, if that makes sense. This um, sitting behind the keyboard experience is very personal to me. When you share the specific details, they're going to come off out of context because you rarely share them with another writer, you know? Like if I was dealing with a writer and they were like, well, I wrote a poem about Tom and Tom goes to the gas station and at the gas station XYZ happens. Uh, what do you think? Where should I go? And I feel like me and another writer could sit down and I could give them advice without, you know, giving them their own plot well, but when you're dealing with a non-writer right um i could tell you what i think is the scariest thing i just put into a rough draft and you're like well you should have aliens and then i i am influenced thus by your opinion of what i should do well, I instead argue, of just hammering it out i would argue that that's true even if you're talking to another writer like the more you share... Well, I mean, like, if I really had, like, a trust in a writer. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Um, but I feel like, period, the more you share, um, people are always going to feel obligated to have a comment back yeah. either way, whether Especially they're, like... Especially in today's world. Yeah, whether they're, like, that's great, or that sucks, or I think you should add this, or I'd take away that. So the more you let other people's responses bleed in the less your own voice is yeah. in it so I, I would argue that it's relevant period to sharing it no matter who you're sharing yeah. it with because i'd share it with one person and i'm gonna share the rough with you once i've written the rough mm -hmm. um but in the rough draft don't share the explicit details with anybody Give them the broad version. What are you writing? Oh, I'm writing a story about a guy who goes to Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I technically do it too because I feel weirdly guarded about super secret location. I'm like, yeah. we may not ever shoot there, but I'm not telling you where there is. <laughs> yeah, this is our secret. This is the thing that we are making and, and, and we don't want you necessarily to have a peek on the inside. Mm -hmm. um, so if you're doing the NaNoWriMo, guard your close secrets, you know, like, they're the only thing that you depend on because they are yours. You're harboring those. Those are your secrets between you and your quote-unquote muse. Um, they're intimate details. You need those things. You can't have other people come in and comment on your girlfriend. <laughs> if that's like a metaphor that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you've... Guard them with your life and trust them. And I promise you, if you sit down every day and you set your little timer and you show up at the same place, same time every day, that voice will be there. And if you've never felt it, then don't call yourself a writer. And if you're a writer, you don't dare call it rapture or I'm going to slap you across <laughs> the side of your fucking face, even though we all know that's what it feels like. But I feel like you're giving away my girlfriend's secrets. <laughs> but that's my last note. Um, I do have one line here at the top of the next page that you guys are free to run with because I'm not going to use it. People are the same everywhere I go. They only treat the animals different. <laughs> Interesting. 
Montana, the reason why I wrote that. I work in the animal shelter in Tennessee. People treat their livestock a lot more abusively because they don't depend on them as much. And they're personal animals. They hold on to a lot closer. Up here, uh, people don't care if they lose their dog. <laughs> like, not everybody, of course. It's, it's a generalization. Uh, but if you hurt somebody's cow, you're going to get fucked up. <laughs> No, that's an interesting line because it definitely has, uh, depending on your outlook, either a negative or a positive connotation. So that is entirely on how people you... are the same. They just treat their animals different. Yeah. Did you want to? You said you were gonna do your Facebook post. Were we gonna do that? Oh, I didn't know if you had any. Uh, yeah, I'll do that and then we'll close out here. Oh, I had it saved and there we go. So this is, uh, again, 2 November 2019. And to think, there are 28 more days to go. Those of you who listen to the show may know that my key piece of advice to anyone writing a rough draft is to write the quote-unquote frivolous horseshit. Give me that 10-page description of the ice cream cone. I want to hear all about the two-mile jog through the park. Tell me about the smell that reminds you of that one July evening in your great-grandmother Ruth's house and how she was a bit of a boozer who often forgot that she was cooking only while making your favorite meal. Give me those details so you can whittle them down to the essentials. If I'm lucky, I'll end the month with a script twice as long as it needs to be, with four times the amount of horror necessary and half the amount of dialogue. It's through revision that we find the story, and I'll take the frivolous for now. Do you have any closing statements for our NaNoWriMo bonus episode that you guys didn't pay for, so I don't want to hear your angry emails over at? No, I feel like you... Oh, uh, at nightmareboxproductions at gmail. Uh, no, I feel like that's a solid closer. Feeling the blue moons? I am feeling the blue moons. Ready to go eat some hamburgers? I am definitely ready. Well, I get a shower and then Well, I'm going to make hamburgers. the hamburgers while you're in the shower and then we can watch some stuff. I am down for that. And, and then tomorrow we're going to record a podcast about... Montana. All the shit. <laughs> all the shit that's been going on. <laughs> the regular weekly episode is going to be one about uh, our trip to Montana, what we've learned in the process. It'll probably be too emotional for me. And <laughs> <laughs> Kristen's going to be we'll like, take five breaks. How are we doing? And it's like, well, I started smoking inside the apartment because <laughs> it pockets. And. <laughs> We hung a flag, we hung a skull, <laughs> put up but some creepy dolls. We did, but I love you, sweetheart. I love you. And I love you guys. And we'll talk to you tomorrow.